Hey guys, it's a great day. Back with another great episode of the PFREI podcast, Passion for Real Estate Investments, where we talk with experts on their personal experience in the real estate business in order to provide the best investment strategies and techniques used by leading fund managers, financiers, SEC attorneys, house flippers, real estate accountants, and more. I'm your host, Fuquan Bilal, and I'm very excited about our next guest on the show. For this episode, I sit with Jeremy Gang, a real estate investor who shares his start in real estate in 2009 after leaving medical school and how note investing has made him a better real estate investor, preparing for the next downturn and how education dictates your return. Another great episode. I'm excited for you all to hear. Stay tuned for more and enjoy. All right, guys, we're back for another episode of PFREI, A Passion for Real Estate Investment. I'm your host, Fuquan Bilal, and I'm here today with the real real estate investor, <laughs> uh, Jeremy Gung. He actually is from California. We're in California. California knows how to party. <laughs> so we're in California. We at the Noteworthy Investor Summit. And uh, Jerry and I have been seeing each other for, I don't know, maybe five years now, yeah, know you, a little bit more so, than yeah. that, at a lot of the note and real estate events. And um, he actually started, um, well, I've been in real estate since 99. When did you start? When year did you start? Started in 2009. 2009. Okay. So I've been in it uh, 10 years before him. So anyway, <laughs> but anyway, he when I first met him um, years ago at a note event, he was actually doing real estate and notes at the same time. And during that time, I had shifted my focus from real estate all into notes. I was just laser focused on notes. And I was going around teaching no tenants, no talls, no trash, no termites. But you still, your strategy was to buy the note. Uh, you know, if you can work something out with the home, want to work it out. But if not, the ultimate goal was to get the property. I remember you used to do a lot of do. You used to drive your whole portfolio. And I was like, this guy is crazy. He's driving around to 50 something houses. Going there, but I admired that because I was like, wow, you know, he's very passionate about it. And I kind of felt that energy from it that he was very passionate. So I wanted to bring you on as a guest today to talk up a little about your background, how you guys started into real estate, um, and why are you passionate? Sure, about sure, it. yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. It's all you. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get started? Uh, well, actually, I was in, I was at medical school okay. uh, at UCLA. Uh, that was, I started med school in 2008. And, you know, obviously we had a real estate crash. And so uh, I thought it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, my dean gave me a year, a year off. He said I'd come back in a year. And uh, so I took that year. I invested in real estate. And at the end of the year, I told him I'm not going back. That was it. Wow. So were you, were you pressured by your parents anything for college or medical school? Be honest. They you know, they, 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 <laughs> you know they, I think they preferred that I, I stayed in med school, but they never said you have to do anything. Okay. So, okay. so ultimately, I, I, I made the decision. It was my decision, and I'm glad I decided what I decided. Because you, 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 that was great, though, because you, you went and got the schooling. You went to med school. You took the season off. You discovered real estate. And it was like, wow, this is something. It must have resonated with you, and you gravitated towards it to kind of really go after it. So... You started at that journey, but like, how did you go from one house to like, what do you own? Like more than, I know you own more than 20, 30 houses now, but probably more than that. But how did you go from only one to really scaling up? I mean, you're in a California market. California got hit hard too. So there was a lot of opportunities out here in California. So talk a little bit about that. Well, I, I, I at one point I had millions and millions of dollars of hard money loans. Um, there were some hard money lenders I worked with locally that would lend me 
pretty much the, the majority of the purchase price, sometimes even more than what I bought the property for if I let it season for a couple of months. Um, so really, there's a lot of hard money loans that, that got me um, that that got started. And it was, and at the time, the prices were so low that I could get a 10, 12% loan and the property was still cash flow in California. I mean, those times are <laughs> definitely gone today, but, but, um, but you know, it's still cash flow, so I was able to, to service the debt. With the rent I was collecting. Wow. And through basically you, you know, paying lens on time and creating those relationships, they open up um, more available capital for you to be able to go and buy that. So what led you into the note business? Because that's something that most real estate investors is hard for them to make the transition into the notes. Most of the real estate investors that I know that make the transition into the notes because they're tired of managing the property, they're tired of dealing with the tenant, and they're looking for something more passive. Well, well, active because if you work in non-performance, it's a little bit more active, but not the same as dealing with contractors and everything else. But you just went full scale. You said, I'm going to keep this real estate business going and I'm going to go into this new niche of, of mortgage notes. Like, how did you find out about it and what led you into it? Yeah, there was a, an investor, a real estate investor I knew that um, he had started doing doing some notes. And so I kind of learned from him about what to do and, and kind of went to some conferences, met you, met some other people. Um, and I thought it was just a, uh, a way to create cash flow and also if the opportunity presented itself, maybe take that property and add it to my rental for, to portfolio or, or flip it and sell it, um, just depending on what the equity position of that, that particular property was. Yeah, so what do you like best, the note business or the real estate business? I know both of them have cash flow, mm-hmm. but what do you like best? I know this guy sees me all the time. And I don't know if he just tries to tease me from notes that I sell him. <laughs> I mean, he's like, you know you sold me that note. So he told me today when I ran into him, he said, hey, you know that note I bought from you in Calabasas? I'm like, yeah. He said, well, you know, basically it was a $40,000 purchase and it was a full reinstatement where the borrower reinstated the loan. It was $120,000. What, what was the unpaid balance of that loan? But I think the total payoff was in the two hundred. All right, so the total payoff was two hundred something thousand, and then they reinstated for one hundred and twenty thousand. So you made you know somewhere sixty seventy thousand dollars profit after all your expenses. And I just sold you that note like what less like seven eight months ago. Yeah, yeah, and I got to collect the next you know, twenty years of payments or. I got the next twenty years of payments on that for towards the full payoff of two hundred thousand. So. That's one thing I like about the note business is is you know the dynamics of it. So which one do you feel you know if you had to choose one, what would it be? You know, um, I think they're both great in their own way, and, and I think being a note investor has made me a better real estate investor. It's allowed mm-hmm. me to understand, I think, real estate on a deeper level um, about title and about some some different things that it opened up some different opportunities. I think in real estate, so I think they work hand in hand and. I think there's a, there's parts of the real estate business that help my note business. Like if I foreclose, I can I can rent that property out because I have a manager in place. So I think they really it's it's for me they they really complement each other. That's good. That's the answer I was looking for. So I actually trademark diversified hybrid real estate investing. What that means is having a mixture of both of those assets in your portfolio because you have cash flow coming in from rental properties, you have cash flow coming in from notes. If a note goes non-performing, you still have some cash flow from real estate. If a tenant goes delinquent, you still have cash flow from notes. So this is great. And it's that diversified model is actually essential even in today's market. So, you know, California market is a different market from New Jersey, but we're still seeing the same things, the same trends where things are slowing down, pricing has increased, there's more competition. What's next? What's next for you? I mean, you've been in, in this space for 10 years now and uh, you had the opportunity to ride the wave, you haven't been market cycle tested yet. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been market cycle <laughs> tested. I got punched like in the it. face in 2007 and I had to start all over again. 
So you've been riding the glory. So you know what are you what are you going to yeah, do now? I'm, I'm, well, I'm hoping that the market <laughs> won't test me so hard. <laughs> uh, so I, I've been selling real estate probably for the last uh, twelve to eighteen months. Okay. Um, Liquidity. Yeah, paying yeah. down debt and getting getting some cash. Um, so I, I'm kind of the stuff that I want to hold on to is stuff that I don't mind holding on to if the market takes a hit. So I'm really preparing for. Uh, or something to happen in the market. I don't know what it will be, but I, I'm getting prepared um, if something does happen. Something does happen. So you're trying to create like a buffer ahead to something against the market, get on liquidity. So if something would happen, it can be a, uh, you know, like the beginning was for you where those opportunities are and you have liquidity to go ahead and take that stuff down and repeat the process. So a lot of people are still, you know, just going out, going out, buying. And it's, it's, it's weird because I don't understand how people are paying retail pricing like investors i can understand a homeowner who's going to live there and it's, they're going to be there for 15 20 years but an investor that's paying retail market i don't know i mean you know it's a different market in california than where we are in new jersey i'm sure there's still a lot of opportunities out here mm-hmm. um you know we talked about tax liens and tax deeds and different strategies um but then also uh we were talking about also diversifying into something passive whether it's buying performing notes you know, do you buy any performing notes or you just focus on non-performing? Uh, you know, there, there might be a note that comes in a pool that's performing, but uh, I don't I don't look for the performing note. Um, just me personally, it's just, you know, I have to pay more for it. I'd rather have buy the non-performing lower price and, and work it out and make it performing. Yeah, you're because you're, it's a higher yield, of course, but your, your strategy mostly is you buy um, in non-judicial states primarily because of the faster time it, it, negotiation time to make it happen. But you also like to buy a lot of stuff in your backyard in California. And is yeah. that because of the real estate? Yeah, it's just that there's more exit strategies. You know, if I buy something local, I can I can rent it out. Even if there's not much equity, I can rent it out. Uh, collect the cash flow. Um, I can sell it. I can, my, my contracts are local. So it just makes it so much easier for me to buy local. So I'm willing to pay that premium to, to, hmm. to stay local. That's awesome. So what happened to all of the doctors you were in med school with? I'm sure you're they're, they're, all, they're, they're all doctors. They're all working 80 hours a week. And, and, uh, yeah. Do you still hang out with them? Yeah, so I keep in touch and I, okay. I see them once in a while and they're, I mean, they're making good money, but they're, they're, they're working for it. They're on the trap. Yeah, on the trap. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, our parents want us to excel to the highest level and, 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 and go into those professions. And sometimes you have to make a stand and, and choose what, what, you, what you're passionate about. So, that was great that you actually did that and it worked out for you. You know, if it wouldn't work yeah, out. Yeah, I was really lucky the market that I was in was a was a great market to do that in. I don't think I could do that today. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I would drop out of med school today in that situation. But, you know, it, it worked out. I was just lucky to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, for me, um, you know, like I always say, I don't have an MBA. I have a GSD. I get shit done. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's the same thing for me. I, I really... Um, wanted to go into a professional career and, and early on I got started in real estate and had the opportunity to ride the first part of the market. Um, you know, that I got in at 99 and had the opportunity to go all the way into 2007 until um, the market crash and everything changed for me and that's what made me start looking at other options and discover the note business. So, um, you know, it's, it's, we're very fortunate, I think, to be able to have experienced that trend that came into the place of mortgage notes. And be able to ride the wave. So that's another tool we added in our tool belt. Yeah, now, um, of course, you see things I'm doing on Facebook. And you was asking me, hey, you're doing more real estate than notes. And I've always done real estate. Um, I just never really showcased it, um, you know, as much as I do now with, like, the Facebook and everything else and how I'm getting into social media. But I think it's good that when I see other people like yourself that already had that model 
um, diverse you get it. You know that you need these things in place to kind of create a buffer hedge against the market. So I think it's very intelligent what you've been doing, um, you know, in the marketplace. So let's add some value to people who is new, mm-hmm. who is just getting started. Like you did, I'm, I'm sure you probably just didn't say, this is what I'm going to do. I want to jump in. Like what were the fears, the challenges that you had to face and how did you overcome that? Because everybody who get into something new experienced that. Well, you know, for me, it was, uh, I just didn't want to be homeless, you know, so that, that was, <laughs> That's a, enough, that was right? a big motivator. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, you, you got to just do it. You know, you got to learn. You have to just take action. Uh, and even if you take action and something it doesn't work out, well, you figure out what you did wrong and, and you do it again. Um, and then there's really no, nothing you can, you can do to replace that. What was your biggest challenge, you think, to this whole ordeal. I mean, I know it wasn't a smooth ride for you. I'm pretty sure you faced some challenges, some dangers like, oh man, you know, let's talk about that. Let's, let's, because it's not all gravy. It's not about we making all this money. There's some real challenges and some real stuff that we actually go through. So, you know, talk about some of the challenges that you had to face and how did you overcome it? Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's, you know, tons of examples where, you know, you have bad days and you're losing money or tenants are calling or, you know, whatever it might be. And, and, you know, for me, I just tried to you know, I, I just looked at it as a business. Or you have some wins, you have some losses, and, and I don't let the the bad days. Um, I don't let it affect me as much. I, I sometimes I just know it's the price to do a business, and you know I make the best possible decision, and I move on. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, are you? Do you have like? Are you the sole practitioner? Do you align yourself with other? Great team members to help you. You know, get to your success. Or are you? Or are you just a? Yeah, I have a great team. They they do uh, most. Probably, if not all the work, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I do mostly the, the acquisitions, but but they do uh, pretty much everything else after that. So you you basically saying that real estate is definitely a team business. You need other people to help you get to that level, and you guys pull each other all up. I mean, that's important because I, I think that's one of the reasons that I fell in the beginning because I was doing everything by myself. I wasn't going to the meetings. I wasn't connecting with people. I wasn't aware of the market. I was stubborn. I was you know doing everything myself, and you know I got straightened out for that you know and after that i learned to surround yourself around other like-minded people and really um put yourself around a good team also and bring everybody to the next level instead of just trying to work on your goals so that's great so before we close out you know what's something that you would like to tell someone new who's getting started in the business um, who may be thinking about getting a real estate maybe they might be in med school on the edge and like i don't know there's a lot of dentists a lot of chiropractors and people who want to get into this business but they know that they went to school, they invested the years, they might have the debt already from school. But how did you get rid of that debt? Did you pay off the debt? Or yeah, I, I knew that was non-dischargeable bankruptcy. So as soon as I had the money, I, I wrote a check and paid that debt paid off. <laughs> so at least I could file bankruptcy and, and, and not owe any money. So what do you have to say to some people who's new coming into business, like to really, um, some things they should look out for, maybe to encourage them. And it's not easy. You know, you got all these guys out here. That's like on Facebook and YouTube flashing their watches and their fancy cars and, you know, they, they, they boats and everything trying to make it look easy. And they want nine times out of ten, they just selling the course or selling something and they're not actually out here doing it. And that's what I like when I met you. Very low key. No, not flash. Well, you did have the rolly. I don't see it on today, but I know you had that rolly somewhere. But, you know, very low key, not flashy or whatever. And you, you know, got a large rolly. People would never know. Right. So but then you have the opposite where people are here where I call stunting. Where they got all this, you know, bling bling, and they're not really doing anything. So, um, you know, people get caught up in that and they chase right. that. So, what's some of the things that you can tell our audience about? You know, if they just getting started, 
really how to create that good foundation, you know, for success. I think just to get an education, I think that's that, that's key. You have to really understand uh, what you're investing in, and um, you know, I look at it like your your return is gonna is gonna your your education dictates return. So mm. so if your education level is you know you know how to buy a CD at the bank, well, that's the return that you should be getting. And if you're venturing outside of that. And there can be, be some risks, right? So I think you have to get educated. You have to know what you're investing in. You have to really understand that business. Um, I think that's the only way you can protect yourself. So what are some of the things, well, I, asking the question I know, I was going to say, what are some of the things you're doing to still educate yourself? And we're actually both at a conference now right, right. that we often come to keep educating ourselves to go to the next level and keep making those heartfelt connections with the people and establish a relationship with people. So that's great. Oh man, that was this was great. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank, thank you. you for coming on the show and, and sharing your knowledge and wisdom with the group. Absolutely. That's it, guys. Another great episode. PFREI. Catch you at the next one. Like us on YouTube. Share this on Facebook. Twitter is a passion for REI and Instagram is a passion, the number four REI. That's it. We out. Once again, another great episode of PFREI. I want to thank Jeremy Gang for joining us on the show and sharing his experience in the real estate and note business. If you enjoyed this episode and were able to get any value from it, then please follow us on PFREI Instagram and Twitter at passion and share the podcast with others if you like it. Send us a DM with any of your questions and I'll be sure to happy to go over it on the show. Thanks so much, everyone. And until next time, it's a great day.